Welcome to Expat Chronicles. This is Kim and Liz. And welcome. We have a special guest star. And I mean star. Okay. This is a star we got going on here. I'm going to put it out there. Okay. Welcome. Welcome to, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Go ahead. Hi, I'm Eliza and I'm really excited to be on this show. Thanks for inviting me. We are excited. We are definitely excited. So welcome once again to Expat Chronicles. Okay. All right. So like I said, I'm I'm personally happy to have um, Liza here. Um, she, I've met her a long time ago. Um, it's been, I don't even know how long, what, like, it's seven, seven years. years ago, seven years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And um, we, we met while working abroad here in the Middle East in the UAE. And um, just to see your growth, Eliza, to see all the things you've done and what we'll be discussing, it'll be, it, I just, I'm, I'm just happy to have you here with us. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Okay. So Eliza, on the spotlight, <laughs> give us a brief description or a short profile of who you are. Sure. So I'm Eliza. I'm American and I've been a language educator since 2009. Since then, I've worked in the US, South Korea, the UAE, and I currently live in Vietnam. And when I'm not teaching, I promote Malayalam, which is a language from South India. And I like to um, basically advocate for mother tongue education um, and making language accessible to everyone. Okay. And how do you do that? (laughs) With the power (laughs) of social media, the double-edged sword that runs our lives. (laughs) And that's great because I remember when you started, like, you know, when you were getting your your things together, when you were, you know, learning, you know, the, um, I I will, I mess it up every time. So I'm not going to even bother. (laughs) Yes. I, I, you know, my tongue right now is probably not, it's not functioning right now for that right now, but we'll get there. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> but I just, I remember, and, and it, it all started though. Like we're going to just, we, like, we're diving in there with um, the dating scene here in the middle East. Right. So how to yeah. tell us a little bit about that. So I came to the UAE freshly divorced. UAE is a really okay. great place to kind of just push everything. Um, <laughs> I, I had gotten married at 20. Definitely don't recommend mm. that for anybody. Um, <laughs> and then I got a divorce in <laughs> my master's degree. And I was teaching students from Saudi Arabia at that time in Texas. And I was like, guys, okay. I'm about to graduate with my master's. I have a ton of student debt, like any true red-blooded American. Right. And yeah. I was like, all right, should I go to Saudi and teach? Because the, the salaries are quite good there. And my students are like, no, miss, go to Dubai. So yeah, (laughs) a year later, I found myself landing in the UAE. And, uh, you know, after taking a bit of time to myself and getting through everything I went through, I downloaded Tinder and 
joined the roller coaster that is dating there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing i mean the way things are going you know with just trying to live okay there's nothing wrong with having you know a little app to just you know help that along here and there you know the thing is you think there's a big pool of people in the uae because we're almost all foreigners but like you start seeing the same people as you're swiping through it's like how many guys with drugged up tigers in thailand am i gonna look at today <laughs> you know, how many how many shirtless you know kite beach pictures am I gonna have to like right. swim through oh my god oh <laughs> goodness someone else would ask you before you downloaded tinder did you actually just try the normal meeting guys off the street is that even possible so- well, it's hard because I was living in Ajman and in Ajman, it's very much family oriented. There's not bars yeah. to go to. There's not like a common place to meet. Like even in coffee right. shops, you just don't walk up to people and say, hey, what's up? Yeah. And then, you know, in Dubai, like the dating scene itself is quite interesting because you've got a very <laughs> transient community you've got this transient community of expats because people are coming yeah. people are leaving people got baggage that they're not dealing with people got wives back home they're not telling you about you know, <laughs> kind of a thing so I feel like <laughs> tinder is a great way of meeting someone and kind of like you know kind of checking it before you make the effort to like go out and put on makeup and meet this right, person right. <laughs> So yeah, no, it's a, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, it's a lot. I, cause I, you know, I remember the dating scene. Like I was doing that actually back when I was living in um, South Korea, cause I met my mm-hmm. husband there. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, it was, and I know Liza used to live in South Korea. So, I mean, even though you might not have been on the dating scene, I'm pretty sure you probably saw the craziness that was out there and it's oh, not yeah. easy. It's not, it's not knowing. Cause I mean, the one that really stood out, what you said, um, Uh, meeting a man and not knowing they have a wife back home because if I wanted let's say American man if that wasn't teaching um, English it was more than likely someone off the base and it was the American you know the U.S. base and definitely didn't want to mess with that a lot of them were lying their butts off my ex was in the army that's why we were in Korea and I tell you the I have personal stories of people I know that just (laughs) did all kinds right. of stuff and I'm like that's a right. whole other po- that's a whole other podcast no. it's like the army yeah. life life that's just when I mean I met a guy that literally had the name Ashley on their arm talking and I'm like who is that oh no that's you know my ex what <laughs> but, so okay no, like you went to thanks. the extreme to put her whole name on your arm and that's just your ex yeah I don't believe she's out of your life the end (laughs) like mm, let's try that again (laughs) I think the biggest thing about dating in the Middle East so I I am um never thought of dating apps or anything of that sort just not something that I've ever used because I'm African right and Mm -hmm. I remember moving as an expatriate and having to meet the date like actually date when I was in Doha first of all like you said, Eliza, half the guys you meet are single where they are, but married elsewhere. Geographical and, bachelors. I know. <laughs> right, yes. And, I, love and that. I love that. I love that term. A lot of weirdness to it. Because I, I can't explain. There's no other word for it except weirdness. I'll tell you, the the craziest thing is there's one particular guy who was so, okay, so we're going to see if we can date. Okay, perfect. Um, I'm going out with my girls. And he's like, okay, sure. Um, Let's go out. And he tags us, he tags along. 
We all went out, we have fun, it's time to go home. And obviously I'm expecting he's going to drive us home. And he says, hi, uh, my car only goes as far as my apartment. Um, so oh. that's as far <laughs> as I'm driving. And um, I don't know, like, so you guys will have to spend the nights. And I looked at my girlfriends, there's like three of us. I'm like, heck no, we're not doing that. So I remember um, in Doha, Searing Road is like one of the biggest roads. I don't know if it's still one of the biggest roads. And this guy, we're having this disagreement and he's adamant. His car's going as far as his apartment. So I'm like, you know what? Park on the side of the road. So he did. And by right, I think he thought we were going to get out. So all I did was jump out, go around. And I was like, you get out. You cannot mm -hmm. drive us to your you can only drive us to your apartment. That's perfectly fine. I've got a driver's license. I will drive to my apartment. Okay. <laughs> and if you want your car, you can come along and then take it. Or if you don't want your car, it's perfectly fine. You can pick it up tomorrow. Right. So he did come along. Thank goodness. But the weirdest is the sense of entitlement. Like now that I've got mm -hmm. this far, I'm spending the night. I'm like, excuse mm. me. I don't know where you come from. Just because you tagged along, you didn't even take me out. You tagged along. You think you have a sense of entitlement. And this mm. is my biggest issue. Cross culture wise, for some people, it's normal. Once you've gone on a date, the rest should follow. And for some of us, it's probably not normal. So I found the dating scene crazy. Well, the thing that's crazy is that even though we're in an international place with a lot of different places, people are bringing their own baggage of what they think other women act like. So maybe yeah. they think, oh, African women do this. White women do this, you know, because mm -hmm. like a lot, a lot of men that I've dated or had dates with, um, you know, various backgrounds, but like a lot of maybe South Asians or Middle Eastern people, they tend to think that us white girls are like in the movies, you know, just like ready to put out, you know, just like that. And so then they yeah. get really mad when they find out, no, I have a brain and enjoy stimulating conversation. And, you know, <laughs> and like, I don't want to get too graphic here, but like people would message me such weird things, like what color certain parts of my body were because they were just no. like, so, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> really it's, a fetish. it's such a fetish oh thing. wow yes. so that's so it's like it's already, dating's already bad and then you've got like right. fetishists you've got passport chasers you've got people <laughs> looking for something on the side right. like and, and you're trying not to but, be racist and you're trying not to be like whatever but then you're like oh this guy's egyptian uh <laughs> what should i do <laughs> you know <laughs> so it's like <laughs> but then who came along then you met that oh, I met Arjun yeah yes you did we met on a dating app but we didn't meet right away because okay. I was backpacking across Australia so oh, basically love that. yeah we started talking and I'm like it's nice to talk to you but you're I'm gonna be gone for two months because it's summer holidays and mm -hmm. like we can chat and if you like meet somebody who cares like it's fine whatever like and we chatted every day for two months wow and what we ended okay. up doing is the time difference started getting crazy because Australia is massive, right? So by the mm -hmm. time I got over to Brisbane and then over to New Zealand, we barely had a window of talking. So we started sending voice notes and we would have like one topic per day. Like today, I'm going to tell you about this time in my childhood when I did. Oh, wow. <laughs> or today, I'm going to talk about why I'm afraid of this thing, you know? Okay. 
so like we kind of really got to know a lot about each other and we had chemistry and blah 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 and because there aren't enough women to date in Dubai Arjun just never got another date <laughs> um I mean to be honest it's like just beyond that like even my single friends now they they say the scene is still horrendous let's just put it yeah. like that like they struggle yeah. so I totally yeah. get it but yeah yeah going on yeah <laughs> so the the thing the part that people find very polarizing is that I decided that the first time we meet should be when I arrive at the airport after being in transit for 20 hours from New Zealand after a six week <laughs> backpacking trip. Every like some so many oh, of my friends yeah. are like, girl, you are crazy. You're gonna be nasty. You're gonna be like this, That's that. Like, how that. could you even? Yeah. And I'm like, if he likes me now, if he likes right. me now, right. No problem. No problem. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, so we met and yeah, he, you know, it it went well and he's like, well, why don't you come visit my place in Dubai next week? And then during that time, I had time to like go to the salon, you know, all this Mm -hmm. other stuff. And when I showed up, he literally was like, wow, can I send a picture of you to my mom? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. He's already plotting. Okay. (laughs) The first time, Eliza, you told me about Arjun. Oh my gosh. I think I was like, okay. Um, having known you so long and having like seen you transition and all that, and then she's talking Wait, about just to clarify, time. just how long have you known Eliza? Because I know I said how long I've known her. How long we have were you batchmates? We started at the same time we started, at HHS. So right. that's about over eight, eight years. Over eight years. Yeah, and we okay, we, okay. we've been to each other's weddings. Hey. So yeah. oh yeah, that's and, right. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And and before Arjun, I was in this one year long entanglement with this Moroccan fellow. And Lizzie saw me through it, man. She saw me on the days I showed up to work, like oh. <laughs> I, I think the biggest thing for me was when you met Arjun, it wasn't the same bubbly. Oh, I met somebody. It was, mm. oh, Liz, I met someone and yeah, his name is Arjun, um, blah, blah, blah. You you spoke about him as if he was the guy next door. And I remember going home and telling my husband, um, yeah, Eliza's met somebody. And he's like, please, can it be like, can he be so different from so-and-so, the entanglement guy? And I'm like, I don't <laughs> think so, because the way she talks about him, like, hmm, I hope this guy's not friend zoning her, you know? Oh, and then meeting wow. Arjun for the first time and the way he was so cool. Until now, I remember the first time Arjun came to my apartment. He was so chilled Aww. and so polite. And I was I was like to my husband, oh, I think Eliza just got caged. She doesn't know she got caged because this guy's been <laughs> waiting for jokes. Okay, okay. I'll tell you what, like the biggest thing that changed for me was okay, I had my divorce, right? So I was married six years. Mm -hmm. So I had to get all the I wasn't a single 20 something, so I need to like get that out of my system. Mm -hmm. And then the Moroccan guy really solidified the whole like you need to stop giving so many shits about things and you need to like Mm -hmm. put down whatever. And like literally Mm -hmm. my first message to Arjun was like, I'm divorced, I'm not religious, I have tattoos, blah blah blah. 
If your mm. family is going to have a problem with this, then please don't waste my time. There and you Arjun's, go. And Arjun I'm not like, mad at it. No. And Arjun was like, well, at first I thought you were really intense. And then I got to know you. And now I understand. <laughs> like, I, and so like, by the time I met Arjun, I was like, look, I'm looking for a husband. I know I want to get married again. And I know what my mm. boundaries are. So like, mm-hmm. you're either in it or you're not. And I think that's why my tone changed. Like what Lizzie is saying, like, yeah, there's this guy. I'm not going to get too excited about it. We'll just see how it goes, you know? So, and then there you go. Okay. All right. (laughs) Well, how was it? Because he popped the big question, right? You guys, then you went into planning a wedding, not here in the UAE, but in India. Mm -hmm. Um, And just, and just in case we haven't mentioned that Arjun is Indian, right? Mm -hmm. His family is from India. And so you guys, you know, went into planning now an entire wedding in India. How was that? That just, you know, doing something totally foreign, um, you know, on foreign land, you know, uh, how was that for you? So for me, the wedding itself was not so difficult because his parents supported him and really did so much. And my in-laws and my brother-in-law, they did a lot of great stuff. And, you know, I had one wedding already in my 20s and like I resolved that I don't care what happens on my special day as long as I look good and the pictures Mm -hmm. are gorgeous that's like the only two (laughs) things I care about yes um, (laughs) but I'll tell you the process of getting legally married in the Mm. UAE is Mm. a pain in the ass okay okay because we wanted to initially to just register through the UAE but the UAE since we're a mixed background they were asking right. for like my baptism certificate and all these other things that don't exist for me because it's just not yeah it's do, so we're like we get okay, a baptism certificate I guess you do <laughs> you better go ask your pastor like, <laughs> like, hey, like, like mom uh can I see those photos like, like, I mean, tangentially we know the UAE is obsessed with certificates and authentication and yeah. equalization yeah. and all this so just stamp 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 right So we found out the Indian consulate does marriages like, you know, there. So Mm. technically we're being married in India, but it's in UAE. Mm. And that took six months and about a thousand dollars with all the paperwork. I think I I remember that process that you were going through, like, you know, like bits and pieces of that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because at that time it was illegal in the UAE to cohabitate. Mm -hmm. Now, now that's Mm -hmm. been revoked. And also I wanted that sweet. A, a housing allowance for being married. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is nice. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like. so, so yeah, after doing all the legal stuff, I was I was more than happy to let my in-laws just be like, you know what? Because yeah. in, an Indian, in an Indian family, it's about a joining mm-hmm. of two families. And for Indians, it's all about how good you can look in front of everybody, yeah. right? So I know they're going to make me look good. I know that everything's going to be fine. So I'm just going to show up a week before the wedding, pick out my wedding dress and enjoy life. And that's pretty much yeah. how it went. That's okay. pretty much how it went. I have a question for both okay. of you. Since both of you met your husbands um, whilst not at home and then got married, right? I know, Kim, mm-hmm. um, you guys are both American, but my major question is, how do you know they don't have um, a secret family stash? Like, are you going to do you the don't. background check? Are you going to do the... <laughs> I, I asked this because my case is totally different, right? But right. like, how did you two both know there's not a secret family stashed somewhere? So for me, I would say the biggest clue is he introduces you to his friends and family early. Mm-hmm. 
because mm. obviously if there was somebody else around they would not be keen to share you with other people right. um you know you're meeting the family you're meeting the siblings you're meeting the friends right that's one big thing and then having mm. them involved in your life like I was texting my mother-in-law six months into dating Arjun so like it was just very normalized second of all legally for American to marry a non-American they have to produce a legal document certifying that they are single from their government mm-hmm. and you, so mm-hmm. like legally you're protected as well mm-hmm. um so there is there is that so but like socially yeah like the sooner they introduce you to the friends and family the more comfortable I think I would have felt like Mm. you know with my previous boyfriend he did introduce me to his family eventually but like we weren't Facebook official he never posted pictures of us Mm. and all this other stuff which hindsight I'm like you know that's kind of suspicious but you know whatever. (laughs) so things like that Um, things like that for me, it was slight, it's slightly different because I mean, we started hanging out dating, we met through, um, like, honestly, we met through a friend, a mutual friend who where he was actually getting to know because it was my husband's really good with like, meetups and meeting people just out there. He loves to go he's he doesn't hesitate. He's really good at going up to people and just talking to them, etc. And so he actually met um, my, my one of my best friends, her then um, boyfriend um, through like just a photography because he does photography when they both did photography meetup and it was like hey we're over in this other town hey you know you know we're coming through would you like you know to link up on the train and that's literally how we met on the train on our way to Seoul in Korea and we just you know it just kind of kicked it off there just hanging out just you know random things because I can't honestly say that I wasn't like how you say Eliza that was 20s or you missed out like I was in my 20s right so I'm single in my 20s in another foreign land you know getting paid very well living on my own you know all these ain't no hurry (laughs) right exactly it wasn't like I'm looking for my husband right now it was just it was more like hey we're hanging out we're having a good time you know at one point I think he had left for South Korea uh, South Africa for a month and I was just like ain't nobody got time for that I'm not you know like (laughs) this isn't you know like I'm not sitting here waiting you know we weren't really like official in that sense and at this at that time we were just having just really a nice time it's just I couldn't get rid of him honestly Mm -hmm. (laughs) like he was always there like even when we argue or sometimes like in you know in little things it was just literally um I'll open my you know I hear a knock on my door and what are you doing here? You know, like type situation. Yeah. And that's a, and, that's a good and, sign. Cause like it, right. someone's got somebody else, usually evenings, weekends, special exactly. occasions, they'll suddenly not be available. And it's like, right, right. Exactly. So it was just, you know, and it, and it, and it definitely had its ups and downs, like I said, cause I don't think we, we knew at the time what we were looking for. Um, cause he had been in Korea a year before, you know, a year before me. So he, you know, he was still kind of moving around, figuring out things. So, you know, and then eventually like, um, we just made it, we both ended up in Thailand and that's where he proposed. And then, you know, cause from there it's like, listen, we're moving from country to country now. What's going, you know, like what's really going on, you know, <laughs> like, you know, we're not trying to go back to America and, you know, and, and so little things like that. And, and so it just went from there and just like Zoom calling his family, like talking to them, you know, not every day, but just, you know, them being aware of who I am and me of them and vice versa with my family. So it just kind of went in that route for me personally. And 
Um, and it turned out to be pretty good. You know, we're here in the UAE now, still married. Um, I think we're about to go on. <laughs> I want to say eight, eight, nine years, eight, nine. <laughs> eight, eight years, nine. Yeah. Something like that. I know I'm so bad with that. I know. <laughs> So We've been together for a minute. Let's just put it like that. I just, you just can't think of a time when you weren't married it's to him. Right. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you, know. you know, I just, oh, oh gosh. No, just things like that. So yeah, it's just, you know, but I mean, and so we're all, you know, cause it's just, it's just interesting to be in this dynamic where we're all married abroad, you know, or married living abroad, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and just going through different experiences, you know, learning, you know, and then now watching others go through that same experience, you know, some of, you know, the dating scene, you know, like seeing my poor girlfriends here, just seeing my single girlfriends here trying to find a man. And it's just, and they just be so sad. And I just, I understand. I, I, I never want to date again. Disclaimer out. Right, girl. <laughs> Tell me about I just it. want to put a disclaimer out there. Whilst I might have dated in the Middle East, I did not date my husband. So I just got married. Hey, story oh, for another okay. day. My, okay, my yes. Well, we'll, we'll put that in our the, pocket. <laughs> we never went through. Yeah, because I was like, Lizzie, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> my husband and I. Like, we have enough time for that one. No. We never dated. A... We were not. I was never his girlfriend. He was never my boyfriend. I just went home to South Africa one long week and. I happened to fly over and spend time with them. And the first night I arrived, he proposed in the story. So I don't have any dating stories, by the way. That's why I'm contributing to this part. Yeah, you dated, she you does, dated while but married. not from the husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. oh, I know. I, I'm aware of those stories. We're all like, mm. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like you said, a story for another day. Okay. <laughs> God, that should be a whole other podcast series, Dating Expat there. Chronicles. Oh. <laughs> well, it looks like we're going through the timeline now because we talked about dating, marrying, and now having a baby. Now I'm child free, okay? Uh, uh, Lizzie, you had both your babies. You have two beautiful children. And Eliza, beautiful Eliza here, is expecting her first baby. Congratulations once again, okay? So just going through those transitions now, because now you've gone from single date, you know, single married now to having, you know, giving life. Okay. Basically how, mm-hmm. how was that for you guys abroad? Because honestly, I mean, I'm, I've, I've, I've had friends in the past, um, have babies abroad. And honestly, it just seems like the experience is 10 times better abroad than it is back for me personally in the U S what would you guys say? Well, I haven't given birth yet, but I yes. can tell you that mm-hmm. because I married in Indian and because he's from <clears throat> Kerala, which has some of the best health right. care globally. I mean, mm-hmm. all the nurses in the UAE are from Kerala, right? Right, um, right. I, I'm really happy I can go and deliver and not have to worry about walking away with a $10,000 medical Tell bill. me about it. Yeah. You know, yes. just yeah. having that yeah. and having the ability to take five, six months off and just focus right. on me and the baby. Like, I know mm-hmm. I can't do that stateside. So I'm, right. I'm really grateful for that. Like, you know, it's the best time right now to have one. It's just while we're here, while we're able to, you know, have access. I, I have secondary citizenship in India. It's not the same as mm. a full citizenship, but I have the right okay. to stay in the country if I want to oh, work okay. and things like that. That's nice. So, That's nice. 
so yeah like that's for all the trouble that it is getting married internationally there are benefits (laughs) and this is definitely where the benefits are kicking in I mean, well, you just laid it out. You just have that peace of mind while being pregnant because pregnancy, it takes a toll on your body. Your body is transforming to bring life into this world. And so to have to worry about something like a medical bill going into labor, are they going to treat me? Like personally for me being a black woman in the US, I know I have an additional fear of, are they going to treat me correctly as a black woman? Statistics you know, are abysmal are, for black women exactly, in America. Exactly, exactly. So it's things like that and, um, you know, and all of those things. So it's just really just what, you know, just like I said, just having that sense of security, knowing that you're going to be, inshallah, you're going to be okay. You know, you're going to, you know, like be well taken care of. And Lizzie for you as well, because you actually gave birth to not one, not one, but two (laughs) babies. So how was that for you? Both my pregnancies were extremely high risk. And I have like, look, I have a lot of respect for the Middle East and its medical care. And just, it would have been very expensive, first of all, to do this in Africa, Mm -hmm. Zimbabwe. And because of the specialized care I needed for both pregnancies, it would have been way more, more exorbitant. And just the fact that, oh, so when I say high risk with my daughter, I had um, doctor's checkups every seven days because just carrying alone was perceived as impossible. Doctors told me early on, I could not carry my daughter full term. It would be impossible. And then with my son, it was high risk. I didn't need that much attention. I just needed uh, medication. I was on blood thinning injections because of thrombosis. Mm. And so for the whole course of the pregnancy, and I am extremely grateful because both pregnancies gave birth. My daughter was in NICU for a couple of days and then walked out. And I think the medical bill was equivalent. The medical bill I paid was equivalent mm. to over 150 US dollars, about 500 dirham. And that's it. But that's not the actual bill. The actual bill was in the tens of thousands US dollars. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't pay that. Okay. My medical mm-hmm. cousin paid that. So I'm mm-hmm. extremely grateful for that part. Yeah. I think that's just a personal bonus for all of us. Just the the universal health care, the health care we get being abroad as expats. It's just, you know, and it's just a shame that we don't get it properly in our home country. Um, I know for Eliza and I, I'm not um, with Lizzie, is it the same in Zimbabwe for you with, with the healthcare system specifically, can, or I'm not you sure. You can get healthcare, but it's extremely okay. expensive because you mm, get basic okay. healthcare, but to go to okay. a private hospital, you have hospital. to pay up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. and so it's just, I mean, I know that was a bonus. I remember being in South Korea and just going to the hospital because I was just had a cold. And, and my co-teacher at the time was like, just go to the hospital. I was like, why would I go to the hospital? Because as an American, we're so used to self-treating ourselves, getting over the counter meds and, you know, and not going. So I was like, this is, I know what this is. This is the cold. I don't need to go. And she, you know, you know, basically dragged me to the hospital, you know, to the doctor, you know, a little clinic. And it was just, one, two, three, you know, check, here's your meds. And I paid, I think $10. I literally got on the phone with my mom. It was like, do you know, I just got medicine and saw the doctor and all of these things. And it only cost me $10. 
what the, <laughs> you know, like what is going on during and COVID, I, I was just in show, so much shock <laughs> during COVID here. Um, I got hospitalized because they suspected me of having COVID Vietnam has been mm. extremely strict from 2020 mm-hmm. to 2022. And mm-hmm. so I was taken to a state hospital for three days. They gave me a COVID test and then they kept me in a hospital wing for three nights, fed me three times mm. a day, doctor's yeah. visits every day. I paid $10. Right. There you go. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Three days. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, better treatment than those, you know, just, I can't even say, I don't, you know, like, no. it's just amazing. No. It's, it's, it's utterly amazing. And it doesn't make any sense why so many are struggling and dying because of something that should be a right. Um, but that's a, once again, that's another that's a that's can a of words because I'm like, right. hey, get me started on the insulin. <laughs> right, I'm right, right, gonna get another mad. day. Let's bring it back. Let's bring that back, okay? Because we're 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 celebrating the joy of bringing life into this world, okay? You know, healthy. You know, once again, um, we wish Eliza, um, you know, in her pregnancy, a safe and healthy pregnancy. Um, definitely can't wait to see he or she, I, I, you know, it is. <laughs> right. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to have a bunch of curly hair or <laughs> like, I just, I just, I probably so, a little cherub baby. I could just see it. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so we're doing that, but we're going to, um, we're going to, I think we, it's best to probably go ahead and, and kind of wrap this up with this last thought about just, you know, the whole idea of we went through the whole timeline of marrying abroad, dating, um, having a baby. And I think now this kind of and we're all in this field. So I think we all have a say in this. And when you have that baby now, the education mm. with finding that, you know, for your child when you want to stay abroad. So, I yeah. mean, Eliza, I know you're still new to the game, but I know that's crossed your mind. Like, what are you going to do? You know, once it's time, school age time, mm-hmm. et cetera. I know, Lizzie, you just went through that process with your eldest, you know, all those things. So, you know, that that time, you know, the timeline doesn't end. And this is where we're at now. So how, Lizzie, I know you can start with this because I know you just went through that process. So would you like to go ahead um, and share? So I think um, abroad uh, planning for education is important. Uh, Know the school you want to go to. There's different curriculums available, especially in the UAE. And Mm -hmm. the same way you plan when you buy a car to buy a car within your budget, plan a school that's within your budget because (laughs) education in the UAE is expensive. And your school's qualifications it is for all walks of life right yeah yeah qualifications because i one of the biggest concerns is you pay a lot of money and then find out that your child can't transfer to another school Mm -hmm. or i'll have right right to university Mm -hmm. so it's one of those credentials yeah yeah you don't have to splash out money for the most expensive one but just be sure at Mm -hmm. least that they're affiliated with an international curriculum that's going to work that that, that right valid point i strongly believe external examination boards exams are, are, are important okay not just um, a high school certificate but especially if you're an expatriate because can your mm-hmm. child assimilate back into your 
home system. Right. That's yeah, that's a good thought. Yeah, I didn't think about that. So it was a lot of things to unpack there and think about with that. But unfortunately, we're going to have to save that for another. And I would because I can't wait to have Eliza back with us. <laughs> I thought this was a great conversation to have. I'm I'm just overjoyed to be having this conversation, especially since, you know, we're not in the same country <laughs> at yeah. all, you know, like, oh, to yeah, be able to do this. And <laughs> like, and we so should, we um, should mention mm-hmm. Eliza is currently in Vietnam right now. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm a, a place I was trying to make it to, but was told no because I forgot about my visa. <laughs> I was trying to find any of those. Completely forgot about that visa. Oh, I got I got a little overzealous with my American passport that uh, visa on arrival part. So you know, we kind of did know. some stuff, Kim. They have some reasons I know, to I be know, annoyed right? with us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you guys are complaining oh. about. You know, we should talk about visas on arrival. I could That's tell a whole other story. thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Another. I, I yes. went and got another. Just how you have your secondary, Eliza. I went and got another one too. Don't worry. Because yeah. I was like, I need to be able to get in these countries without having to pay U.S. prices. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but, um, but yes, um, once again, it was great to chat with you, Eliza. Thank you so much for being part of Expat Chronicles. We can't Absolutely. wait to have you back with us. Sure, um, sure. And Lizzie. Yeah. And thank Girl, you. It was thank fun. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for joining us and hopefully we'll have you guys on for the next episode and Eliza back with us soon. Yes. And this is Expat Chronicles. Thank you so much. Bye.